Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the Ships of Chaos. Trigger warning will be conversation about recreational drug use. Hello, welcome back to the Ships of Chaos. I don't know about you, Jess, but I, it's been a wonderful week for me. I had a Dylan O'Brien marathon. <laughs> oh, Dylan O'Brien. Has he been on a lot of movies? Yeah, he's done a lot of movies. Um, he has two movies coming out this year that look really good, actually. And he was in the Maze Runner series, right? Yeah, that's how I started my marathon. I, I haven't finished yet, because like, some of his movies are really hard to find. I had to have one of my friends send me a digital copy of like what she said is like the worst movie she's ever seen. Oh, it's, called, no. it's called High Road, where Dylan O'Brien plays a stoner. Oh. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I've decided though, as soon as I meet him, I'm going to ask him out for like lunch and we'll live ha- happily ever after after that. And I will be at that wedding. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I, think that, I think that sounds like a plan. So how was your week? Uh, you know, my week was uneventful. I haven't got made much leeway on the Teen Wolf series. I've been watching The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. That's fine. So good. It's so good. But it's, but it's spooky season, so... Yeah, I heard that starts out really slow, but then it gets, like, really, really interesting. It does, and it's one of those, it's, like, in a series. So last year, The Haunting of Hill House came out, and I think that one, like, spooked me right away. I don't know if how others took to it, but I was scared. I slept with, like, lights on, and I was always, like, watching over my shoulder. This time around, it kind of had a little bit more of a buildup but then you actually get an answer of like what's happening right away instead of Haunting of Hill House where it was, you had to wait until the last episode to get any type of answer. So both of them are really good and they're really good for spooky season. So I recommend it. Well, um, my plan is to watch like every Halloween movie I own by October 31st. I've made about halfway through it, the movies. Tonight we're watching a Swedish vampire movie called Let the Right One In and we're all going to be wearing like our vampire costumes. It'll be great. That sounds like a lot of fun. Can you believe we're already halfway through October? No. It's crazy. It is flying by. I'm just happy that everybody is safe right now. I want to wish all my friends in Louisiana safety including Ren who runs the Star Cross Sundries candles and wax melts with their wife Elizabeth. I hope they remain safe. Uh, I know they were going to have to evacuate but they didn't and I'm just hoping they stay safe. So when we're recording this, we're recording this October 10th. And there is currently, for people who do not live in the United States, there's currently a pretty big hurricane hitting the Louisiana area. I think it's called Hurricane Delta. Yes, anybody in the Louisiana, is it going up into other states or is it just hitting Louisiana right now? I'm not sure. I haven't gotten a uh, clear picture. Me neither. Um, But anybody in that area, if you are affected by Delta, we wish you positive thoughts. We hope you and your family stay safe. We are thinking about you. On a side note, aren't you glad they stopped naming all hurricanes after women? I'm just... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my husband and I had this conversation because he's like, uh, his name's Tyler. So... He's like, I've never, never seen a hurricane named after me. And, you know, I joked around with him and told him he is a hurricane. So, but we actually did some research and it was kind of cool to see like the first names ever, first hurricane names ever. 
I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I should look into that. I've been doing a lot of my research on Dick Turpin, who was like a highwayman in England, I think in the Stuart era. What, what, I'm sorry, what was his name? Dick Turpin. And what did he do? He was a highwayman. He robbed uh, carriages. Oh, that's cool. I like those stories. He, he's, he got, he finally got arrested because he decided he was going to live by the alias John Palmer. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a letter home and the postman recognized his handwriting because he taught him how to write. (laughs) What a way to get caught. (laughs) Oh, wow. If you don't know, Johnny is a has a bachelor's in classical mythology and they just love doing historical research. That is, it is really interesting. I don't, I'm not a big history buff, but we enjoy watching like mysteries at the museum. I think I like the mystery part of it. I like the unsolved history. I love mysteries at the museum. Oh. It is like one of my favorite shows. I will spend all day watching just marathons of that show. It is a really good show. Yeah. It is so interesting. So I really like like the unsolved, um, the unsolved history. They um, did one in my hometown in my our little museum, and I got to watch like the cameras and stuff. It was pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that sounds like a cool week. Awesome week. I'm happy for you and your Dylan O'Brien marathon. Glad you and your future husband are <laughs> working on happily ever after. Well, one thing that happened this week is I put on The Witcher for background noise, and that was a mistake because I ended up watching eight hours of The Witcher and doing nothing. <laughs> My mom has been trying to get me into that show. I just I have a lot going on. I. Yeah. <laughs> You have to have time. You have, they jump around timelines. So if you're not paying attention, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I I have ADD. So I, I usually put shows on for background noise and then I I don't pay attention to it. Don't use the Witcher for that. (laughs) I will, I'm going to set time aside for it. It, How many seasons of there are the, of the Witcher? It's just one season and eight episodes. Okay, I, I could probably set aside a day for Witcher. Yeah. So. I'm excited to get into the story. Do you want to, should we recap what happened in. Yeah, let's like, recap. Because last we, week would have been part one of chapter two. No, the end of part chapter one. Okay, last week was chapter one, part two. And okay. we learned a lot, so we need a good recap, Jess. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm on the spot. I'm hoping I have a bad memory. So <laughs> um, last week, oh, we got a Derek. Yes, we got a Derek. We got Derek tending to wounds. Yes. Wounds. Wounds. Wounds with a D. Not somebody's womb, maybe. I don't know. In his free time. He... We've got Giles's dad alive six months potentially, ago. yeah, potentially alive six months ago. Yeah, um, and I think another important part with Giles's dad is that there were there are other colonies, like a colony of people that are trying to survive. Would you call it a colony? I would call it like a colony or a um, reserve or. Yeah. But essentially a neighborhood that is being put together to keep yeah. people together to survive. So. Yeah. I think the best term would be like a safe haven. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's, that's better than a colony, a safe haven for people. And Styles is dad and Maggie got mom. God, oh man. Right letter, wrong name. Melissa. Melissa. Scott's mom is, was also there. Mm-hmm. Working yeah. in like a makeshift, hof- a makeshift hospital. 
Yeah. Um, I think, did I cover everything? Is there anything that you would add? Well, they had like a little sit down and eat where we joked about orgasms. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, food. <laughs> we had food. We had food. We had Derek chopping vegetables. I think, uh, I don't know if we dreamt it, but Giles may have been having a little bit of a drool moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think we made that up in our own minds. Oh, it should have happened though. He should have been drooling over the man chopping vegetables in his kitchen. And they started to talk pleasantly to each other and say, and Styles finally thought, you know what? He's a werewolf, but he's the first person I've seen in two years. And, and he's, he's not, huh? And he starts to um, determine if he could trust him. Until the whole, oh, your dad's alive thing. And then he's like, fuck you. Fuck this the world. Who, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny got uncomfortable with saying fuck a lot. <laughs> and I'm going to encourage you to say fuck a lot. <laughs> I love that word. Uh, but I think that's a good recap. And I'm excited to get into this next. So are we still in chapter one? We are going into chapter two this time. Okay. Chapter two. And we really appreciate Hyper Little Nori making her little reviews every time. They make us so happy. Yeah, I'm glad we're giving you chills. I couldn't imagine what it's like to have one of my own stories. Right? I'm not a writer, but if I did write, I'm sure I, I couldn't even imagine how it feels. I write a lot, and I don't think mine are to the caliber of Hyper Little Nori's Radio Tower. This, this chapter is called No Sound But The Wind. Yeah, just added it to our... Yeah. Okay, so let's start. Did I... We can, well, we'll edit this out, obviously. When we did chapter one, did I say chapter one, nature sound, or did you? I don't remember. Okay. Wow. I don't remember. Okay. And I edited it. <laughs> I don't, I haven't listened to it. Either way, so we'll just start with chapter two and then take a little pause that so we could throw in our music. Let's go, I'm good. And I have to say to our wonderful listeners that thank you for not uh, criticizing us too much. We are the ones editing this and we are just learning how the editing process. Yeah, we're still new. We're working on it. So we love you guys. Thank you. We're excited to bring you the next chapters. Yes, we are reviewing our recordings that we've made so far. We are reviewing our edited so far and uh, looking at places where we can improve. But uh, you ready to jump right in, Jess? I am. Let's, let's get into chapter two. Let's start this broadcast. When Styles watched Derek wake, it was with a jerk and visible ripple of tension through him. The sort of reflex of a man who hadn't felt safe, hadn't felt safe for a long time. Styles knew the feeling. He eased up onto his elbow. The movement punctuated with a frisson of pain through his entire being. He was pretty sure he was black and blue all over, except for the gash across his chest. The pain not eased any by Derek's assurance that they weren't too deep. At Styles' movement and grimace of pain, Derek seemed to register his presence and come to himself fully, with a look of surprise that he'd managed to fall asleep so easily. He pushed back a little from the bed to push a little distance between them and kept his eyes on him. It didn't appear to be in a manner that advertised that he felt threatened more of an instinct. Styles understood that too. Hey, I'm sorry I stabbed you yesterday. Styles blurted out, throat rough still with sleep, despite having been awake for a while, brain busy. Derek stared at him a moment before dipping his head with a wry smile. <clears throat> dipping his head with a little wry smirk. Already healed he said in a tone of acceptance. 
Thankfully, Styles' ankle wasn't broken, but it was badly twisted. And when he tinted, tinted, mm, I, I had problems with this word last week too. Tentatively rose from bed, weary of the renewed sharp stri- stripes of pain across his chest. His ankle looked swollen and bruised. Derek seemed poised to protest, but watched him silently as Styles dragged on a fresh shirt and hobbled, wincing down the ladder. It was slow work, descending without causing himself even more damage, and it put a lot of pressure on his arms and other foot. Styles touched ground with a muffled grunt of pain and momentarily froze, gripping, oh, that's not the word, froze, grip tightening on the ladder. There was a fleeting second where he struggled for composure, only a beat, but it was followed by a thump behind him. Styles tried not to jump to see Derek right behind him, rising gracefully from the ground, as if he hadn't just jumped around 40 feet. He'd come across a few werewolves in his time, but only in passing, and he managed to steer clear of any interaction with them. Such a display of power was new and unnerving, especially from someone as quiet and casual as Derek seemed to be. I'm all right, Style said, pushing away from the ladder and managing to lean as much weight as possible onto his better foot. Just a long way down. But Derek... Wait, so are they leaving the radio tower? Uh, they are climbing down from the radio tower. Okay. So it, it'll explain in a little while. In a second. Okay, okay. I just... He, they're describing this ladder and... Um, I'm surprised Styles is hobbling around. I mean, he's probably used to trying to get up and down from that safe haven he has. I I know how he has injuries or not. I know how he feels with the swollen ankle. I remember uh, I wear stiletto heels like all the time. People call me crazy. You Uh, are crazy, yes. (laughs) One time there was a, it was terrible. There was a bomb threat at my college. Oh, that's scary. And everybody was panicked and running out of the building. And uh, I wasn't running, but I was like walking briskly, trying to get like out of the crowd. And I stepped on a, uh, like down a step and like popped my ankle on my stilettos. Mm -hmm. And I broke the stilettos. I was so, I was more upset about the stilettos breaking. Uh, But like the entire next day, my foot was swollen and my my ex finally took me to the emergency room and it was, was, it it was no it wasn't broken it was just badly strained for like the next week i was walking around with like i had like a lucius malfoy cane i was walking around with that <laughs> and my friend is like you couldn't get crutches i was like no nah, this is much cooler no it's much cooler <laughs> <laughs> But, like, that pain is unbearable when you've got an ankle that's strained that bad. Yeah, I mean, there's a, and there's really nothing you can do. They say cast it, rest it, but, yeah. yeah. You when you've got, move it. when you've got finals, you have to just walk you around. You have to, yeah. Uh, I can understand how much pain Styles is in right now. I, I yeah, I'm... I remember from last chapter that Derek was able to absorb some of the pain. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just wondering, maybe he will when they get down. We, we still have a ways to go, but I'm wondering why he... So let's go back a, a second. So Styles and Derek are waking up and they're realizing that they kind of fell asleep with each other. Yeah. Like they uh... felt secure enough-ish to fall asleep. But now they're, is, are they coming down the radio tower ladder because they woke up? I, I know we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, yeah. Styles was laying in the bed. Derek was laying in the chair close enough so he could hold his hand to take the, the he to said that the in the last chapter that he realized yeah. that Derek was holding his hand and taking away the pain while he That's sleeping. right. Okay. I'm just, I'm wondering why he hadn't done it this morning but we'll see if it's explained and now back to our broadcast i'm all right style said 
pushing away from the ladder and managing to lean as much weight as possible onto his better foot. Just a long way down. But Derek merely sur surveyed him with furrowed brows, expression unreadable. I can see those brows. He seemed torn between arguing with Siles' insistence that he tend to the greenhouse and something else. In the end, he settled for following Stiles' awkward hobbling steps like a dark, silent shadow, the few feet from the base of the ladder to the little greenhouse. It stood off to the side, out of range of the nearest tree, so it was well in the clearing. Separated from the base of the tower by the basic shelter Stiles used for storage, to sit at when cooking or working on the fishing nets. <clears throat> he was pretty sure the way he stored a lot of things, particularly tools with smells that may draw animals in, were big no's in some survival in some survival guide out there. He just hoped whatever luck 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 luck. So I have to start over. I kind of yeah. I don't know what happened there. That's okay. I, I, yeah, he just stood. He, nope, nope, that's nope. not it either. <laughs> he just hoped whatever luck seemed to have gotten him this far would hold out until he found his dad. When Stiles stumbled a little on the lip of wood along the threshold of the greenhouse, Derek reached out with lightning reflexes and caught him, strong fingers gripping Stiles' bicep firmly. There was a little jolt of awareness at the touch and Stiles, who had already halted on the way his stomach lurched upward in anticipation of a fall, just stared, dare, stared at Derek, Derek mutely for a long moment. Derek's eyes were a complica complicated green, especially vibrant with the forest as his backdrop. And it took Stiles, Stiles' brain a few times few tries to move on from that single thought. Oh, Derek does have the prettiest green eyes. Oh, Tyler Hoechlin. Uh, They're like hazel, hazel green, more on the green side. I could, you could get lost inside those eyes. When he's serious, you just, you get lost. When he's goofy, you just want to goof with him. I mean, he plays such serious roles sometimes, and then you see him in like, his everyday life in like or at comic cons and he's a big goofy teddy bear that's awesome and those eyes just kind of make you melt yeah and those green eyes on a green forest oh gosh oh. <laughs> you get lost where did i leave off when derek released him okay and back to our broadcast when derek bleh, don't you love my sounds? Da, da, da. <laughs> da, da, da. When Derek released him, it was with a slow unfurling of his fingers, as if he too was having a difficulty taking commands of his limbs. He didn't follow Styles into the greenhouse as Styles had thought he might, though. Seemed hesitant to touch even the doorway of the structure, much less the plants within. It looks uh, rustic, but it's been here for years now. It's not going to fall down, Stiles said, a little irritated. Plus, I was pretty handy in shop class. Derek just looked at him, watering the nearest tomato plant before looking down at the spare water containers. He snatched them up and headed out of sight without a clear response. Stiles paused and he knew a beat of panic. After years of learning not to turn his back on anyone, a part of him still felt uneasy, knowing, feeling, feeling there was some but one nearby, yet not being able to see them. It didn't help that Derek hadn't spoken much since the night before. He seemed to be naturally quiet. That silence only made Stiles wonder more, feel more reluctant to turn his back to the door, to this stranger. However, something in Stiles' belly, that familiar humming under his skin, told him to trust the wolf, the man who'd saved him yesterday. You're so messed up, he muttered in self-deprecation, talking to himself something of a habit. He winced as he made his way halting around the greenhouse, a light green shine of sweat forming on his brow. 
A subtle vibration beneath his skin never quite faded entirely. He assumed because Derek hadn't gone far. The lake was evidently just close enough to trigger his spidey sense. The feelings... Spidey. <laughs> do, 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 do. There's someone at the lake. <laughs> the feeling swelled again steadily not long after until it was like an itchy little prickle up the back of his neck and Styles glanced to the side just in time to spy Derek through the open door, setting the full containers outside, down outside in the shelter for easy access. Again, he did not come inside. Styles sighed. He wasn't sure what he'd expected. All he'd known was that waking up to find what he wasn't alone was both the biggest relief and the most terrifying realization. Every time he caught Derek's shape with his peripheral vision. See, I can say words like peripheral, but I can't say tentatively. Tentatively. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he'd miss a rug, a rung. It was like he'd miss a rung descending the ladder. The world had been simple before his arrival, lonely but simple. Now he didn't know which way was up and which was down. Well, it's got to be weird to like now have your daily tasks with someone just kind of lingering around you. Yeah. From being in that like isolation with nobody else, and now he has somebody that. He's not hovering, he's not following him around, but he's kind of there. Yeah, yet again, I know how he feels because I take in borders every once in a while and it's like weird like having somebody there when you're used to being alone. When you're used to being alone, yeah. So, and I don't like being alone. With his busted ankle, the rounds of the plant took more out of him than usual and his entire body was throbbing by the time he hobbled out into the fresh air and shut the greenhouse behind him, securing it against the wildlife. He ambled over to the crudely constructed fire pit and flopped clumsis, clumsis, clumsily down beside it. There was no oven up in the radio tower, only a little gas hob and no gas to fuel it. So this was where he prepared any of his cooked meals a rudimentary little stone circle like his dad had taught him for building a fire safely when camping, topped with a little overhang to keep the rain off when the weather was poor. He, he had become a dab hand at lighting a fire with the bow drill method with a shoelace from one of his retired boots as the string. But for a moment, he just sat breathing hard and dragged a hand across the sweat dap dampened back of his neck. Oh, that sounds, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> He's, he'd overdone it, tacked his already pained body. He felt worse now than when he had awoken, limbs shaky. Okay, so Sorry. I think the bow, I think the bow drill method, this is not even the hot part of that paragraph, but I think it's important. I think the bow drill method is where you take a string around the thing and you roll it. So it's causing the friction with the string. I'm looking it up on Google. Ask your dad. He would know. So, Okay, here on Google. Nope, that's a video. Let's not do that. Yeah, it says press your pointed spindle into the hearth that you've created like a little hole. And with the string around it, then you go like that and it makes a... Okay, so it's like kind of like... Yeah, but you're using the, the stick in your hand, but you're doing it with a string. With the string. Okay. String as a. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. It, it was going to drive me crazy if we didn't know what that was. Yeah. And you... I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was very important. Not the fact that he's sweaty, <laughs> not his muscles. <laughs> we needed to know what that Bodril method was. <laughs> I'm just envisioning him all sweaty and like wiping the sweat off of his neck and I'm like, how is he surviving? <laughs> I, I can oh. envision it though, because like we see these things and like in the maze runner and stuff like that and just like envisioning it now. But we have do not take anything we say in this podcast as advice for survival. We know nothing. <laughs> 
We're dependent on Google. <laughs> I don't know if I would survive if I had to out on my own because I wouldn't. I'd have to have Google. <laughs> I'd, uh, I would have quit already. <laughs> Movement beside him made him jerk his head up with the detriment, detriment, detriment of his already pounding head and neck. The pain traveled all the way down his spine and he hissed, diverting his gaze as Derek stood over him. Hey, don't hover, dude. I'm just more shook up from yesterday than I thought, he offered. I've had worse. I'm good. He reached forward, careful of his string, stinging chest. Oh my God. <laughs> careful of his stinging chest, but he felt shaky and weak, hot in spite of the breeze. And he felt his, he set his jaw as he determinedly reached for the fireboard. So I take it back before I said Derek wasn't hovering. He's probably not even like super close to him, but he's just close enough that Styles is like, whoa, dude, you need to back off. I need 12 feet of space. Dude, we're in a pandemic. Six feet. <laughs> six feet. Six feet. And then an extra six feet. You're hovering. <laughs> a hand grasping his wrist stilled him, and he tensed for a beat, not moving. Body rigid with all the still alien sensation of touch. Derek's face always seemed possessed of that same intense ex expression, the one that suggested a storm was raging behind his eyes. He held on to Styles just a moment longer, than necessary, his finger flexing slightly before releasing him. You need to, uh, need the Derek voice there, don't I? Need the Derek voice, good luck. <laughs> you, uh, you need to take it down a gear, Derek said. You smell sickly. Well, that's a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Styles was indignant at that. I bet I've probably had a bath more recently than you, buddy. I'll be in a cold one. There's no way I'm making it to the stream on this ankle today. Maybe tomorrow. He knew a moment of uncertainty, wondering if he should let Derek see the severity of his vulnerability. The way that those eyes followed his every move didn't do much to help. The conflicted voices within argued for and against the desire to trust Derek all while Styles cooked the vegetable soup that would be their breakfast and lunch. He silently cursed his shaking hands. You're very self-sufficient, Derek stated as he rinsed out the bowls with some of the fresh water. You know what's really funny is like the, Derek's voice is not nearly that deep. Well, he's gotten older and gruffier. Yeah. And the times are hard. <laughs> and, like, my, my Styles voice still makes him sound like a teenager. Yeah. Well, no. He, he sounds like a mature teenager. But. Yeah. <laughs> Styles blinked up at him, pouring the rest of the soup into one of the storage containers he kept for food. Yeah. I guess I'm resourceful if nothing else. I'd been, collect been collecting these things on my journey, pretty much, hoping I would find somewhere to set up and that was safe, anything and everything I could lay my hands on. You've built a home here. That takes strength. It was said with the same inflectionless tone, yet Styles knew a moment of praise nonetheless. He'd missed that. He had more than words, just conversation and companionship and c the comfort of knowing he wasn't alone. It was safe, a safe place at the end of the world, Styles offered, scratching awkwardly at his cheek. But it's not really home, you know. The odd look in Derek's eyes was unreadable, and he just, and just in case it was pity, Styles added, "It's the only place I've ever been able to settle, though. So it's as close to comfort as you get, I suppose. It'll be hard to leave." It was a statement, not a question, and for a second, Styles just frowned, then bristled. Hey, you're not just talking about taking me on a little road trip, he said uneasily. You're talking about me placing my life in your hands. 
let's award this situation with the gravity it deserves. You still think I'm lying? Derek's eyes narrowed and his back straightened. Because I'm a werewolf. So I'm specious or something? Styles demanded, unimpressed. Dude, the fact that your species is what started this whole mess is, has nothing to do with it. For some reason, for some reason, that proclamation only seemed to infuriate Derek further. Styles had forgotten he had a talent for that. When he spoke again, his words were born from a growl of irritation at his inability to express himself properly with little practice. Look, it's more of a fact that you're live you're a living, breathing person, all right? You have no idea what it's been like all this time. You just crash in and you're there and you're telling me that there are people out there, that my dad is out there, and I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, to be honest. It sounds pretty unreal to me. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely understand where Styles is coming from. It almost sounds like Derek has been around the other people. He said six months ago he was at the safe haven with Melissa and um, the sheriff. I can't remember the sheriff's first name. But so he's been around people. He has to understand Styles has been like alone, alone, alone for such a long time. And he's a werewolf. Styles' dad, okay, the thing about Styles' dad's name, his first name, is for so long the fandom had collectively just started calling him John because we never knew his first name. And then all of a sudden in season six, we learn his first name is Noah. Oh, John seems, John Stalinsky sounds a little better. <laughs> we'll just stick with Sheriff. That's yeah. what I'll remember. At this point, people are like, his first name is Sheriff. Sheriff, Sheriff Stalinsky. So, uh, and it was like quite a surprise. That, and uh, the actor who plays him like tweeted, yeah, I've had to keep this secret for so long. I'm finally glad it's out. Yes, my name is Noah. <laughs> Derek seemed to take in only the unreal part of his rambling. So you're not even going to try? You don't want to see your father? Hey, Style snapped warningly. Don't you dare. I get it, he growled. Ah! I get it, Derek growled. You don't trust me, and I don't trust you. But I thought you realized last night that there's no reason for me to lie about this. And if I'd wanted you dead, you wouldn't. You would have been by now. I never said I thought you were lying, Stiles snapped, then dragged a weary, shaking hand over his face. He really felt like shit. I want to trust you, I do, but it's not that easy. It's been a long time, and I'm not 100%. He lifted his head slowly, casting only a surreptitious surreptitious is that how you pronounce that glance to Derek out of the corner of his eye before casting his gaze out across the small clearing that had housed his makeshift home for so long in a low rough voice he added and I haven't left this forest for a long time redo that yeah I messed up in a low rough voice he added and I haven't left this forest for a long time. There was a loneliness in that truth, but safety too. After a silence that stretched out for longer than was comfortable, Derek nodded, brows pulled together in a little. Derek nodded, brows pulled together a little in the middle in thought. Have you got any medication? When Styles only frowned in answer at the randomness of those words, Derek sighed, obviously impatient. He had pretty poor social skills, even to Styles' low standards. Drugs, Derek clarified. Do you have any drugs? To, like, get high? Styles asked, confused. <laughs> You're laughing so hard. <laughs> Sorry. It's, like, not even... 
<sighs> it's not even like a serious question. Like it is a serious question. I know what he's asking for, but like for Styles to to get high. No, uh, Styles. <laughs> Come on, sir. <laughs> I don't know if that would be my first thought. I don't know. I mean, my sweet, sweet baby Styles. Like honestly. <laughs> Honestly, if I had to live two years on my own and had that little greenhouse, a section of it would probably be set aside for set aside for pot. I would agree. You gotta pass the time somehow. With the glare, Derek lifted his chin in annoyance. To treat you, he clarified. That sickly smell. It usually means the beginning of an infection. It was so wholly unexpected that Styles just blinked at him for a beat while his brain registered Derek's words. He swallowed, looking down at the fire that Derek had put out safely. Then tendrils of le leftover smoke still rose from the ashes. He'd not had more than a cold since be being on his own, but it had always been, nope, but he'd always been conscious of that. If ever something more serious happened, he would be in trouble. He did have a stash upstairs of emergency medication, but a lot of it's out of date, he said, he said on autopilot, still a little stunned. Derek nodded and rose, making Styles start pushing up from his crude seat of part of a felled tree in a way that made his chest pulse with pain, his bruised body shuddering warningly. Hey, Derek said, stilling him when he made to push up to his feet. You need to take it easy. That's good and all. I appreciate it, but I can't just rely on you. We barely know each other. That kind of thing is what gets you killed. Another glare tightened Derek's features and his nostrils flared like those of an angry en enraged bull like those of an enraged bull an un an untended infection is what pe what gets people killed you've fed me twice now at least the least I can do is make sure you don't drop dead from a mountain lion scratch the infection has only just started to set in. You need to get it before it gets worse. Styles could see how useful Derek's abilities would be in a healthcare setting, especially with the world being what it was. He knew from the book on basic first aid that he'd scavengered early on that it typically, typically took two, three to 21 days for infection to incubate although it could easily set in after one day with a low immune system. Maybe somehow Derek could tell what kind of infection his body would or wouldn't be able to handle on its own. I mean, maybe he could smell it. Yeah, I get the general impression that with their heightened sense of smell, they can smell all kinds of things. I mean, they say dogs. I mean, he's obviously not a dog, but they do say dogs can smell infection pretty quickly. Like, they can identify cancer or... Like, just pure infection. So, it's got to be maybe something to do with yeah. that wolf and him. I read something somewhere that they think that that's one of the main reasons we started domesticating wolves early on. Was because they had such a heightened sense of smell. Mm -hmm. So, I read sense. a... I read a cartoon the other day of like, with, like, God, who was like, humans, I give you the world, and here are wolves, and be careful of them, they'll, they'll hurt you, and humans are like, we got this, and God's like, okay, and he comes back, what have you done to them? <laughs> now they're all little puppies. Now they're all little puppies. <laughs> all little house pups. <laughs> so... But, uh, yeah, I think his, him being able to smell infections really helped Melissa a lot in the medical tent. Yeah. And to this point, like, Styles should realize he has medical training. Maybe he should listen to him. 
Yeah, he was just with Melissa. Even six months ago, he should he would have learned something. I mean, he's been on his own and alive this whole time. So he has to yeah. know a little bit of something. Yeah, and if Derek was going to kill... if No, 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 that's not what I was going to say. If Derek was going to, like, patch up all his wounds, he's not going to let him die of an infection now. No, that would be a waste of his time. Yeah. <laughs> and energy. And energy. I mean... All of it comes down to his energy. There's obviously not enough food to sustain like a good immune system, enough like carbs to keep you going. So and you just gotta, you just have to trust him at some point. Yeah. I think this, I mean, it, it has only been a day. He's still gonna have that trust issue, but he really should start getting it over it at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, we keep trying to, like, defend, like, trying to tell him, but we don't know. I mean, he's been alone so long. Yeah, it's been really just too long. Okay, back to our broadcast. He felt the soreness from the impact w- with the tree. He felt the soreness from the impact with the tree, the almost overwhelming pain in his head and neck more than anything else. It wasn't until he told Derek where the medicine was kept and watched him vanish toward the tower that he looked down at his hands and realized they were still shaking. Stop it, he whispered, shaking from, shaking them out and awkwardly pulling a water container towards him to take a drink. He didn't think his, his symptoms were those of an infection. It was too early for that, most likely, but an infection could only make things worse. An odd sort of silence fell as Derek lowered himself onto his knees at Styles' feet, lowered himself onto his knees at Styles' feet and sorted through the first aid kit. He'd bought, he'd brought, (laughs) 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 an odd sort of silence fell as Derek lowered himself to his knees at Styles' feet and sorted through the first aid kit he'd brought down with him. It wasn't the kind of lonely, echoing nothing that Styles had endured for years, but a companionable, silent, quiet, a comforting peace that didn't require words for them to understand each other. The nervous energy, the frantic attempt to disguise the silence in his life that consumed Styles most days, settled back, watching on like a confused animal. Styles was floored by it. He couldn't take his eyes off Derek as he worked. After downing the first antibiotic from a pack Derek had sniffed and deemed okay, Styles shrugged off his worn red hoodie. Oh, there's the red hoodie! The red hoodie! And pulled up his t-shirt enough for Derek to lean in. His heavy brows were down, drawn tight with const- concentration now instead of a frown, and, he made, and it made all the difference. His face was almost soft, even though his eyes were sharp with concentration. His large hands so gentle that as soon as they ran along the outside of the gashes in assessment, Styles' torso tightened on reflex. Green eyes flicked up to him. Did I hurt you? Oh, Derek. Sorry. I've always <laughs> loved green eyes. <laughs> Having a moment. And he's just being so caring. Yeah. And gentle. And gentle with his large hands. I just keep thinking, here's my boyfriend Styles. Here's his boyfriend Derek. <laughs> Have you I seen Parks and Recreations? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you get the reference. Okay. I can't think of their names right now. It's April and her two friends. Yeah. In the very first couple seasons. I'm yeah. horrible with names. Yeah, here's style. Here's my boyfriend Styles. Here's his boyfriend, Derek. (laughs) Okay. Style shook his head, not trusting his words. His chest had given a little jolt. That was all. He moistened his lips and nodded for Derek to continue. Wow, wow. (laughs) Wanting this over with before he said something stupid. Johnny, he's just tending his wounds. (laughs) Calm down, Tiger. <laughs> Derek laid his palm ever so gently over the wound, a le- feather-light touch. 
and Styles, knew a moment of sharp pain, gave a hiss and a grimace before the pain pulsed slowly away. The iodine stung like a motherfucker, though, and Styles wasn't proud of the noise that was ripped from him, even through clenched teeth. He didn't let Derek take any more of his pain, though, however tempting it was. It was difficult enough letting Derek do this much for him, even though it was clear now that Derek was used to this. Did it on a daily basis back at the settlement he was from. See, that's probably a better word, settlement. It was automatic for him to not care about being hurt if it prevented someone else from hurting. To him, it was like breathing. The world felt so perfectly calm when Derek leaned in closer, shifting at Styles' feet like it was nothing to kneel before someone like this, focused on wrapping the fresh bandages around Styles' chest. I'll boil the bandages and treat them with some of the sterilizing agent you have here so we can reuse them, Derek said, mostly to himself, which was a beauty all of its own, to hear someone else's absent ramblings. <sighs> In a shocking turn of events, Styles remained quiet, not wanting to break the moment, even when Derek sat back a little and he was able to pull his t-shirt down and his hoodie back on. Derek's fingers skimmed searchingly through the first aid kit and snatched up some tubular bandage. Oh, that word tubular, sorry. Mm -hmm. Styles hesitated for a, beat, for a beat before towing off his shoe. His ankle was a nasty color and, it's, and seemed to hurt even more now he'd seen it properly. When Derek grasped his foot, Derek gasped. Bleh. When Derek grasped his foot, Styles gasped, jerking at the contact. Contact, surprising himself. Oh, sorry, ticklish. He'd forgotten. Jesus, how could he forget he was ticklish? <clears throat> Derek, to his credit, only nodded, carefully wiping his skin. Derek, to his credit, only nodded carefully wiping his skin with the cleaning solution, solution just in case and drying it before wrapping his ankle with the supportive bandage, supportive wrappings. Styles was inexplicably reminded of the time he crawled into his mother's hospital bed, even when she was at her most fragile and the nurses had offered him only encouragement. It was the human contact, the comfort of it, Inspired oxycot, ox, oxy, oxytocin. That's a hard word. Sorry. That was a hard word. I was going to call it oxycotton, but that's not it at all. No, that's what I was going to say. It's you nailed oxytocin it. or something like that. It was more beneficial than any painkiller in some ways. For a moment, he felt almost drunk with it, car carried away on a rush of feel good hormones after years of starvation. Do mountain lions usually bother you around here? Steric asked, his voice low and soft. Not really. I've seen one probably a handful of times over the years, but they usually steer well clear of me. I think the sounds of the generator keep most, of, most things away. Derek gave a small nod as he finished tightening the wrappings, then checked to make sure they weren't too tight. I don't think it was a coincidence that it was there. I came across other animals on my way here on the move like they were fleeing from something. I think something spooked them. A haunting flash of a white skull in the dark and the piercing flames within its sockets bloomed with horror inside of him. Styles' breath caught and Derek's eyes held his for a moment, as if he knew exactly what troubled him. Derek tucked the supplies back in the first aid kit and then rose to his feet. Styles watched him momentarily paralyzed as his mind reeled lost in the rise and fall of the bone man in his mind. The marrow deep fear that it had radiated. Absently, Styles ducked his head, a fraction to trace the scar across his face. He tried to swallow, throat dried.
Derek, he called, voice just a little rough around the edges. Derek halted, one hand on a rung of the ladder and the first aid kit tucked under his other arm. I'll, I'll go with you, he added. Regarding Styles for a long, suspended moment, Derek eventually nodded. When you've recovered, he agreed, looking out at the trees as if the chattering birds and other less vocal wildlife were whispering conspiratorially about his fate. Ooh, I said that word beautifully. Again. <laughs> it's like something from, oh, nope, 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 nope. It's like something from a nightmare out there. Derek murmured, voice almost inaudible to St Styles' mortal ears. You'll need every bit, the, bit of strength in your body. You'll need every bit of strength in your body. I am having trouble with that sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Without, ter ter the, without tearing his eyes from Derek... Styles brushed the pad of his thumb across the worn surface of his dad's badge. Ever since he'd woken, awoken to ashes, it had been his constant presence. Nope. Ever since he'd awoken to ashes, it had been a constant presence hooked securely through his belt, protected from sight by the overhang of his jacket, a talisman, he'd like to think, one that kept him sane while his unexplainable likely imagined luck had kept him alive is my dad really alive he asked nope it is my dad really alive he asked oh, i thought you were answering your questions <laughs> is my dad real alive nope i messed up <laughs> nope just kidding nope is my dad really alive he asked, though he already knew the answer. It was as if he just needed to hear it again to be sure. Derek nodded, and Stiles echoed the gesture resolutely. Then, uh, then it will be worth it. And end. Oh, wow. I really don't even have much to say. It, I really like the interaction between them right now. I think Stiles is starting to ease up a little bit on Derek and trusting him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. A little bit more. I, I don't think he's fully quite there yet. But I, I think we're starting to see that interaction where they're starting to build that relationship, almost like a companionship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like the whole... Um what like to get high that's still like <laughs> still oh styles sweet sweet baby styles <laughs> that'd be no, my first thought yeah let's totally get high no no he, he <laughs> just told you you have an infection <laughs> i think they're just starting to like not fully trust each other but they know that right now they're they really are all they have right now. And Styles is realizing he can't stay in this radio tower forever. It will not if he wants to really truly see if his dad is alive. Yeah. Or, or be with other people. I mean, Derek, we've talked about it earlier. Derek has said there is a settlement. There are people there and people he knows, Melissa, his dad, probably other people from Beacon Hills. So far, Derek has mentioned Sheriff Stalinsky, mm -hmm. Melissa McCall, and Chris Argent. Right. So at least those three people he knows is alive. Yeah. We, uh, he mentioned Cora Hale, but we don't know if Cora Hale is alive yet. That's kind of up in the open yeah thank you for joining us on this chaotic thursday we hope that you are enjoying this story so far you can let us know on our facebook group ships of chaos and we are also available on instagram at ships of chaos um we are available on multiple 
podcast streaming, you can find our website at anchor.fm. And uh, we love you guys, and we'll see you next Chaotic Thursday. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We love any reviews, stars, downloads, and subscriptions. Thank you for listening to the Ships of Chaos. We will see you next Chaotic Thursday.